You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast, episode number 142. On today's bonus episode, I'm going to reveal a costly mistake that big brands are making that we as online entrepreneurs cannot afford to make. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and I've built a multiple seven-figure internet business that offers the financial freedom to do what I want, when I want. And I'm the first to say that hard work and hustle are not essential ingredients for your success. So how do you build a thriving business from the inside out? Now with over 1.2 million downloads, this is the Mind Your Business Podcast. What's up, everybody? James Wedmore here. Thank you so much for tuning in to a bonus Wednesday episode of the Mind Your Business Podcast. These are my extra inspired, why the heck not episodes. And today I'm going to talk to you about an experience I had with a bigger business and a, oh man, a mistake that I saw, an unfortunate mistake, and I've seen it time and time again. And, you know, if I were the CEO of the company, if I was on the board of directors of this company, I would be livid. I would be so upset. And these are the type of lessons that we can learn as entrepreneurs. This is the, as a phrase I say over and over again, that we're always leaving money on the table. And in this episode, I'm going to show you how to identify that money. It's low hanging fruit and how to actually bend down and pick up the money. But first I wanted to check in with you guys. I actually have a big update, an announcement, if you will, that I've been wanting to share with you, my listeners, for quite some time. And if I'm being honest, I've hesitated about it. So I'm just going to do it. You know, I'm just, I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to come right out there and share. That after years of working towards this, my wife Chelsea and I finally bought and moved in to our dream home. Ah! Uh, if you're a longtime listener to the show, you know that that is something that we've been working towards for a long time. And I've shared a lot in our manifesting episodes of the work that she and I do or did to manifest and attract our dream home. This is a big deal for us. It's such a level of like, such a milestone. You know, it's a whole new chapter in our lives. And, you know, I just want to speak to it for a moment because like, I mean, we're just on cloud nine. We are full of gratitude. Obviously, there's like a hesitation I wanted to share it because I think I'm for now, I'm only going to share it here with our listeners because I don't know, you just don't want to be like one of those like braggadocious type, you know, obnoxious <laughs> marketer types that are like, look, look at all the Lamborghinis in my driveway. But I thought that it would... You know, I talked to Chelsea too. I said, I really want to share it with our listeners because this is something I've been talking about on so many episodes. And sometimes you need a little faith. Sometimes you need to know that well, all of it is faith, really, that maybe I should listen to this guy. You know, maybe I should try this and this crazy weird stuff. And not only did we get like the big thing that was on my vision board for a couple years now, but the way it came in was unbelievable. So effortless, so easy, so light. Like it was just like, Las Vegas neon signs pointing at this thing and it just all the ducks you know aligned in a row or whatever and it was so easy and so amazing and now we've been in here for a few weeks in our new place and it's just like every moment every step I take in that house I'm just like thank you thank you 
has been so awesome. We both found the house on Zillow separately and brought it to each other. Like, babe, I think I found the house. Like, this is awesome. And she's like, no, I found it. And we like showed it to each other and it was the same house. And there's so many serendipitous things that happened. I won't share them all, but like one that I do want to share that was pretty neat is so my parents are both in real estate. And so as soon as we went to the house, we went to an open house and, you know, we both, Chelsea and I gave ourselves the look and we were like, this is it. This is the one. We went to my parents' house and we sat down and we said, I think we're ready. I think we found it. I think this is the house. This is the one. And they go, well, who's the listing agent? And I tell them who the listing agent is. And my dad goes, no way. I bumped into him like four days ago. I haven't seen him in years. We went out to lunch together and like caught up. And I'm like, isn't that crazy how that happens? And then all this other stuff happens. Like we were able to shorten the escrow period. So we got the house, like it was supposed to be 30, 45 day escrow, something like, and we had it in like 20 days or something ridiculous like that. And it just, everything was light and easy. And we looked back at a lot of the wish list stuff that we wanted, you know, <laughs> one, a couple things that were really big for me is like, I love taking baths. The guy, I'll admit, I love taking baths and I want a jacuzzi tub. Boom. Got it. I wanted a garage because I have a couple of cars. I got old VWs and boom, got the garage. And, you know, all these little things that we wanted and we asked for. And, you know, I think a lot of our patience and just gratitude and excited anticipation and expectation paid off. And that's ultimately the reason I'm sharing this with you is to update you guys on something that I've been working towards for a long time. And chances are there's something that you're working towards, something that when times get tough, when you're unmotivated or when you're tired or when you want to take the afternoon off or, you know, you know, you need to do that thing to hit that deadline to be in integrity and you don't want to. It always helps to have that thing that you can remind yourself of why you're doing this for yourself. You know, there's nothing wrong with having your own desires of like living a better life. And that was something that really drove us. It really inspired us every day. It's like, we can't wait. And I just want to instill a little bit more faith and confidence that this stuff works. So thank you for being a loyal listener, for going through that journey of me sharing, you know, what I've done over several episodes to make that happen. And it's just such a boom, just such a huge milestone for us. We're so excited. We're so happy. And we'll start to talk about what we do after that. You know, that should probably be a good episode in the future. What do you do once you get everything you want? That is definitely a great episode to bring up into the future because I always like to look for something that's driving me or calling me forward. But right now we're spending a lot of time just being present, being grateful. We're not trying to jump to the next thing. Just enjoy it, you know, the time and place for everything. So anyways, that was my update. Thanks for checking that out. Let's talk today's episode, which is it's a perfect transition, by the way. It all starts with a story. What we're talking about is a costly mistake that I saw a big business make. I'm going to call them out. I really don't care. I'm not trying to shame a company or, you know, say they're bad or anything. But I'll just, I'll start with the story. Here we go. So you know, getting this new house, one of the first things that I asked Chelsea was, what is the first thing that you want to get for the house? And she said, well, we need a washer and dryer. So let's start with that. There we go. Top of the list. And she goes, let's just get something on Amazon or search online and have it, you know, just delivered to the house. And I was like, well, you know, wait a second. Like, let's go to Lowe's and, you know, shop around and push the buttons and talk to the sales professional and get their opinion and, you know, get to kind of see it in action first. It's a big purchase. And that's my philosophy on that is it's, it's a big purchase. There are so many to choose from. Let's like not read some sponsored affiliate link post. 
written by some outsourcer on the internet and then, you know, buy it that way and let's talk to somebody that works there. And she was so against it. She's like, I don't think it's necessary. Like, I think this is a waste of time and not a big fan of doing that. And let's just say she's always right. I was like, after we left there and I left so discouraged, so deflated, so uninspired, I turned to her and I was like, darn it. You are always right. So here's the deal. We went into the store. This is just a few days ago. Really excited. I'm like, oh, babe, Lowe's is amazing. There's so much cool stuff. And we go to the, there's the washer and dryer section. And it literally was like a washing machine graveyard. It was about four or five rows back to back of washing machines and dryers. It was immediately overwhelming because they all look identical. But the prices range from like, this one's 300 and this one is, I kid you not, like 1800 and the only way you know the difference is if you're going to sit there and read all the features, right? And you know, as marketers, communicate the benefits, not the features. You know, you sell with the benefits. And my brain was hurting after about five minutes. I'm like, I'm a smart dude. I can't figure this out. Like, what's the difference? What is really the difference between a $300 one? And I wanted to go top of the line, but I didn't know what I'm getting for that. Is it because the colors are, you know, like some were red, like you can get a red washer and dryer. I'm like, but I don't know. I've never purchased a brand new washer and dryer. So I was very out of my element. And then Chelsea had done all her research online. And she's like, of course, the two they recommend were not even in the store. So we immediately felt stuck. But then all of a sudden, here's what I quickly noticed about 20 minutes go by and not a single person has come up to us. And, you know, we were like, serious we were motivated we were like kicking these things around like opening the doors i was getting inside of them no (laughs) and i was really surprised by that i'm not angry i'm not like someone how dare someone better come and talk to me i was saddened by it and we ended up leaving and again i felt leaving i i felt overwhelmed i felt discouraged i felt blah it was not a good feeling The, the whole place was empty and i left more confused with less clarity and wasn't being helped and So we were there probably 20, 25 minutes, like in front of the washers and dryers. And I find this really fascinating because I'm sure every single person here has this experience. Like this isn't the first time this has happened to me. It just, just happened to me and I want to talk about it, you know? So chances are you have as well, but here we were motivated buyers. We're like the perfect buyers, you know, the husband and wife, young couple who's just moved into the new home and we've got money to spend. We were willing to spend $2,500 to $3,500 to get the washing machine and the dryer of my wife's dreams. I wanted to get her the Cadillac of washers and dryers, whatever her heart's desire. And we weren't even acknowledged. Again, and I really want to communicate this from not like, it it almost sounds like I'm like, someone better notice me and blah, blah, don't they know who they're dealing with? It's not, it's, it's that I would have paid more. Look, here's the thing. Everyone knows now that you can, probably find better deals online than you can going in stores. And so retail's already sweating bullets. And I was there going, look, I know we're not going to save money and blah, blah, blah. Like we might spend a little bit more maybe, but to just have someone who knows what they're talking about, just point it and go, this is the one, trust me. I've had those experiences. They're like, look, this is the one you want. I wanted someone to do that. And that was valuable to me. And no one acknowledged us. No one said like, hey, we'll be with you in a second. Like they didn't even say like, yo, we're super busy right now. Do you mind giving us 10 minutes? Like even that is like, yeah. Like have you ever been to a restaurant and a server comes up like, hey, I just got slammed with a couple tables. We'll be with you in a second. So sorry for that. Uh, You know, here's a free, some free Cokes or something, right? 
So I found that really interesting. And then I started, I got curious because my, you know, marketer slash business owner hat goes on. And I just like, I'm just going to eavesdrop. And there were two guys there. They looked busy. Okay. There were two guys in the department. They looked busy. And one guy was like upset and he was vocally upset that someone else hadn't come back from their break and that they were concerned because they needed to go on a break. And they're like, it's three. What do you mean he's not back? It's three o'clock already. And it's like, well, I got to take my break. You know, so we're hearing all this in the background. But then I look up and I notice that there's two other groups of people in the same department. And then I started watching them and they're having the same experience as I have. No one was talking to them, you know, nothing. We were there for a while. It felt like a really long time looking at every single one. And just, I think you could see it on our faces. We were just like baffled. Like we got our butts kicked by the washing machine market. Like I'm just, I still like, don't ever ask me to do a podcast on which the best washing machine. Cause it was so confusing to me. So confusing. It just was like, you know, a foreign language really. So we left. I felt really like crappy about the whole experience. And I was sitting there going, if I was, you know, like the CEO and I saw this happen, I would be so livid. I would be so upset. You know, and I start thinking about our business. And here's the ultimate lesson that we want to take away. Well, first of all, you know, like I said, there's always, you're always leaving money on the table. But if you look at what I wanted there as a buyer, like I'm already going to spend the money. We're going to just do it online now. I wanted some of that consulting. I wanted someone to give me their expert opinion. I wanted the convenience of someone saying or asking or caring about what I wanted, what my needs were, and then saying, this is the one for you. Now, haven't you ever had that? You know, that's what's called peace of mind. I was willing to pay more or drive, you know, leave my house and drive for, it was a 25-minute drive, 25 minutes to have peace of mind. And we got the furthest thing from it. And frankly, at a retail store like that, isn't that pretty much the only reason why we still go to them? Unless it's like trying on clothes, right? But it's just like, I want to talk to a sales professional who can just tell me what I really need. And it is nice when it's like, well, if I'm going to Lowe's and they ha- they carry five brands, they're not biased to one brand necessarily. Whereas like if you went directly to, let's say, LG's website, they're biased to their brand, obviously. And so, you know, it just, uh, there was a peace of mind there and I didn't get it. And what we want to look at, the lesson here, because this isn't about me like being vindicated or I need to tweet about bad service or anything. So that's not at all. It's how do we make sure, like I'm so grateful for experiences like this because we want to make sure we never make these mistakes in our business. And so one of the areas that we can look at is in your customer support department. What if you have someone writing into support asking about your product or your service and you know, is it being answered? Hopefully, yes. You know, like, I noticed you've got this product. Does it include this? Right? Or what is the difference between this product and someone else's product? And chances are you have a support person or maybe you're still doing support yourself and you're answering those questions. That's like the bare minimum, right? Like, to be able to just answer somebody's question in support is like, geez, some people can't even do that. But now the question is, 
what are you doing about that person to move them to the purchase? Because if they are asking about a product, they are in the market to buy. I was in the market to buy. I had questions about washers and dryers. It wasn't a question of, should I buy something? Should I spend my money? It was a question of, where am I going to spend my money? And you want to look for those questions yourself, whether it's in social media, customer support, your Facebook group, your fan page, whatever. And you want to have that distinction when someone is talking about your product or your service or something that's included or anything of that nature. They have already began to imagine themselves as the owner of your product or someone similar. They've already had the conversation in their mind of spending the money. And what we tend to do is just answer the question, not facilitate the sale. What can you do to facilitate the sale? So a great example of like, this is like, what you could do, but like what not to do is someone's like, hey, I noticed your, you know, like, so let's say someone does this with me for like my YouTube course. Like, hey, I noticed your YouTube course is, you know, on the internet and I think it's really cool, but do you teach how to edit videos? Now, let's say I did teach how to edit videos and my customer support said, yeah, hey, thanks for the question. Yes, James's product does include some training on how to edit the videos. Hope that helps. That's it? Like, wait a second, this person's thinking about buying. What can we do to close the sale right now? It's not like we're being salesy. They're interested in buying it. The way you got to interpret that question is, hey, I want this thing and I'll get it if it includes training on editing, right? So how could you train your support? What processes could you put in place in order to make that sale? The first thing I would do is say, what can we do to further incentivize taking action? Here's a better example. Hey, I noticed James's YouTube courses that include training on editing. Well, what if they wrote back and said, Hey, John, thank you so much for your interest in James's program. To answer your question, it does include some basic editing training. However, James has another product on editing 101. And I think this would be a much valuable product as well if that's what you're looking to do. That's a $197 course. What I am authorized to do is to throw that in for free if you decide to sign up, you know, in the next 48 hours for the YouTube program. Let me know if you have any further questions and I can get you signed up and inside both of those programs. Boom, sale, right? I'm not saying you have to give away stuff or whatever, but what can you do to help facilitate the sale and train your support team to be on just have an answer to a question, okay? What systems could you put in place? What processes could you put in place that if someone who's inquiring about a product or offer comes in, maybe it gets handed off to someone else? You know, maybe there's someone they get on the phone with like you or a sales rep. These things we need to be thinking about. And I'm sure, look, I'm sure a lot of people in my business, I mean, we have hundreds and hundreds of support tickets every day that come in and hundreds of thousands of people on our email list, all these downloads and views, And chances are there's a lot of people that have that experience still with us, you know, like I had experience at Lowe's, but we can make a difference now. We can start fixing that. We can start moving towards a better solution because it's not just relevant to a brick and mortar or, you know, like a big box brand business or retail. It's all of us, but it's really heightened right now for those types of businesses. I mean, 
I would be freaking out if I was in retail and then I was finding out that my team of trained professionals are ignoring buyers. And you have an opportunity to fix this. So I think this is a costly mistake that companies are making. And I know you've had an example of this as well. And we don't have to make the same mistake. What can we start to do differently to facilitate the sales when people are asking questions? That's a really good thing. They're showing interest. They're inquiring. How can we facilitate that? Even just having something in place to follow up with that person. Someone asks about a product, you could make a note or have someone on your support team make a note to check up with them in two days to see if they purchase. Hey, I noticed you still haven't signed up for the YouTube course. Any other questions I can help you with, you know, or I'm authorized to give you this extra little bonus training as well if you want to sign up for it. I mean, it's easy. It's easy. Give it a shot. Try it out because you're leaving money on the table. We all are. So that was it. That was a bonus episode. I want to leave you with what inspires these types of episodes is that as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, and as a marketer, one of the most effective things you can be doing is analyzing the times that you're being marketed and sold to yourself. Start to observe being on the receiving end. What does it look like, feel like when you're being marketed and sold to? And what is it that's working for you and not working for you? And not only if you're, you know, in like teaching business or marketing like myself, like it becomes great content, but it becomes some of the biggest lessons that you can transplant over into your business, even if it's a completely different kind of business. So thank you so much. Thank you for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for letting me share my journey and what I've been up to is really, you know, exciting milestone that I'm just so excited to share with you guys. And really appreciate you guys tuning in. Thank you so much. I'll see you next Monday. Did you know 8 out of 10 businesses fail within their very first 18 months? I believe being an entrepreneur means unlearning everything that we've been taught our entire lives about what it really means to be successful, which is why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Activate. I wanna show you how to think, act, and behave like the successful entrepreneur that you were meant to be so you can step into the vision that you have for your life and your business. And the best part is, this program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash activate, and we can get started right now.